Supreme Master Ching Hai accepted an invitation as guest from East Coast FM Radio to share with listeners her thoughts on vegetarianism versus the meat diet. East Coast FM Radio is one of the most popular radio stations in Ireland, broadcasting from Bray, County Wicklow, since 1989. Its program on Sunday night is co-hosted by Louise Kings and the Sandman and covers topics that are holistic, spiritual, and informative for a nationwide and international audience. East Coast FM Radio's co-host Louise Kings became vegetarian over seven months ago. When her dog was diagnosed with cancer, after researching on the internet, Miss Kings changed her dog's diet to vegetarian. As a result, the cancer stopped spreading completely, and her dog lived two more years. Miss King's decision to be vegetarian was further motivated by her reading of Supreme Master Ching Hai's Alternative Living Flyer at an exhibition booth in Dublin. The program's co-host, Mike the Sandman, became a vegan after the interview with Supreme Master Ching Hai and from recently watching Supreme Master Television. The interview, which was broadcast nationwide in Ireland and worldwide on live internet radio, drew appreciative responses from listeners who sent emails and text messages during and afterward. A listener named Moira from Wicklow wrote in a text message, having come from an agricultural background, where eating meat was not only considered normal, but vital to our existence. How wrong have I been? Thanks, Louise, and the amazing woman you spoke to. Great interview. And if you don't mind the pun, your interview gave me food for thought. Well done. From a listener in the United States. Dear East Coast FM, you guys rock. I just heard the interview via internet with Supreme Master Ching Hai. And I was really impressed with the questions. They were well-rounded, covered everything, and unbiased and informative. And the way you presented the facts was just great. It's so encouraging that media personnel such as yourselves are helping to inform the public on ways to better our planet. Awesome interview. Thank you. An email from Sonia stated, Please have her for another show. Then people would know more about the situation that our planet is in. Another text message read, Oh my God, so it takes more land to feed cattle, sheep, than to feed people? I never thought of that. Thought I was doing good by not using aerosols. From Vicky from Arklo, Guys, I've always been vegetarian. And tonight, not only did you make me feel normal, but fantastic for doing my bit. More shows like this, please. Hello and you're all very welcome to Sunday Night with Louise Kings and the Sandman, East Coast FM spiritual, holistic and enlightening show. I'm your host, Louise Kings. And I'm the Sandman. And what a show we have for you on this fine Sunday is tonight. We are honoured to be talking live to Grand Supreme Master Chiang Hai. Supreme Master Ching Hai is a world-renowned humanitarian, environmentalist, best-selling author, artist, designer, musician and spiritual visionary whose love and assistance extends beyond all cultural and racial boundaries to millions of people around the world. And she has graciously agreed to do this interview from her extremely busy schedule to talk about the condition of our planet and what we really can do to help it. 
If you'd like to find out more, you can go to Sky Channel 835, uh, where Supreme Master TV is. Or you can, if you're on listening to us on the internet, it's www.suprememastertv.com. And there's full details of all the different programmes um, and the, the lives and passions um, of Grand Supreme Master uh, Chang Hai, who we're going to be talking to in just a couple of minutes. Yeah, I, I, only, I only discovered um, it <laughs> through you, by the way. I only discovered the channel. And it's quite amazing. Uh, it has subtitles um, in how many different languages? 30 different <laughs> languages. So it's probably the most global TV station ever. You um, might even see it in the Guinness World Book of Records. It's also very, very interesting. We're here a long time now and we talk to a lot of people. But uh, I'm a hard guy to convince. But it took me a very short time to be convinced about um, what the message is. It is quite amazing. Uh, the figures there are obviously done scientifically and uh, what really struck me is that we're feeding cattle from food that's beside us and we could take that food and feed the people that's beside the food. So I think we have someone special online there, Louise. Hello, Grand Supreme Master. Hi. Hello, good evening. Good evening. It is Louise, how are you? How are you, madam? I'm fine. I'm doing very well. Well, we're very honoured to be speaking to you. I believe you've got an incredibly busy schedule at the moment. It's all right. It just look busy. <laughs> I believe this is your first Irish radio interview. First with you, yes? It is. Thanks for the honour and privilege. <laughs> oh, the honour and privilege is ours. Thank you so much. We're going to go straight to some questions, Grand Supreme Master, if that's OK, because I'm aware of how busy you are. It's all right. Yes, please. <laughs> Well, Supreme Master, the, the, about the issue of global warming, because I believe this is certainly an area that's quite close to your heart, um, I think what we're asking is what that means for the fate of ourselves and indeed our planet um, is one that more and more people are becoming aware of. And many of us are about you know, the burning of fossil fuels and how that increases greenhouse gases. Now, although we do our best to recycle and change our light bulbs and drive hybrid cars and eat organically local grown food and so on, but according to the UN report Livestock's Long Shadow from November 2006, that is actually not the number one cause of greenhouse gases, but in fact the report that found that 18% of all greenhouse gas emissions are caused by the livestock industry, which is more than all forms of transportation put together. For example, scientists have shown that Say the average car produces three cal- uh, kilograms a day of CO2 gases, while clearing rainforest to produce a beef for maybe one hamburger produces 75 kilograms of CO2 gases. That's a huge difference of two and a half thousand percent. So for anyone wanting to reduce their carbon footprint, this is clearly shows that eating meat has a much bigger impact on the environment than, say, driving your car. Would you be in agreement with what the scientists are saying? Yes, ma'am. Uh, 80% pollution is just part of the estimate. Actually, there are other hidden sized causes of global warming because it's not included like people get sick and the price we have to pay for the hospital and the taking care and to develop medicine and research and etc. etc. And cause of the sorrow of people who lost a loved one due to meat related illness. Yeah. And uh, all the change that we advocate up to now by society is uh, helping, but there's very little, as you can uh, calculate it yourself. Only vegetarian diet can truly help. And as every action provokes another action, and likes attract like. So if we save lives, ours will be spared. Everything else is just, uh, you know, secondary. My opinion. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
In the research community, this information um, is nothing new. In fact, the Union of Concerned Scientists, more than 1,700 of the world's leading scientists, including the majority of Nobel laureates in the science, warned all humanity and governments about global warming as far back as 1992. This was their warning, that no more than one or a few decades remain before the chance to avert the threats that we now confront will be lost and the prospects for humanity immeasurably um, diminished. Right. More recently, in his testimony before the US Congress on the 23rd of June in 2008, James Hansen, the director of NASA's Goddard Institute for Space Studies, as well as being NASA's top climate expert, stated that we've let it go so far that urgent action is now needed to reduce greenhouse gas emissions in order to prevent the point of no return where disastrous climate changes would spiral out of humanity's control. So it seems that the facts have been out there for quite a while, but somehow we've not paid enough attention to it to let it reach this critical stage. What changes are the scientists talking about that we need to make? Is the situation really that critical? And if so, do we have enough time to make these changes? Uh, according to the scientists, whatever they have predicted or prescribed about our critical situation is accurate up to 99%. Certainty, exceeding even 99%. So they want us to change the way we live our life to protect our fragile ecosystem by cutting down CO2 emission. And the fastest way that individuals can do uh, without a lot of uh, protocol and ado is to be rich. Choose a vegan diet, as in evidence is uh, pointed out, that to produce uh, just uh, meat alone would cost 18% of greenhouse gas pollution. It's truly critical now, as we have witnessed increasing our disaster worldwide due to climate change. And yet, madam, we still have time. We still have a little time uh, to change the course of destiny thanks to the vegetarian population, old and new members, uh, that reduce the most uh, karmic retribution in the short span of time. Thus, we have like an extended deadline before the, the no return point. But it's not much, you know. We must change fast to avoid much more damage to the earth as well as loss of more lives and resources. Thank you. Thank you. It's about public awareness, really. Yeah. Um, policymakers and leading environmental organisations, as well as the transportation industry, are doing a good job of informing the public about greener transportation options and greener energy um, and are working towards solutions with wind, wave and, and solar power, um, etc. But up to now, there have been slow when it comes to livestock issue, which means that also the public isn't being informed and that the urgent changes we need to make are not being made quickly enough. What can we do to raise public awareness so that it's not just the research scientists that know about it, but every man, woman and child know about it? That's a very good, good question, madam. I think the media, like yours, play important roles in raising public awareness about uh, this urgent planetary situation. And some other media agencies uh, have also begun to make uh, related infos available to the public Uh, at large. It's just uh, not uh, often enough, you know, for my (laughs) liking, sorry to say. I just hope that there are more announcements concerning climate changes and the solution be made uh, to the whole public. The best solution for our urgent situation right now is a vegetarian diet. 
and it should be openly endorsed and even made into law, if possible, to protect people, animals, and our planet. The only one that we have. And uh, right now we have uh, Supreme Master Television with 14 satellite platforms broadcasting worldwide. We have seminars, we have flyers distribution, vegetarian restaurant, more and more every day we open, and class for vegetarian diet and websites, etc., etc. We try our best in our individual group to inform the public also in many ways. But uh, if everyone who knows the planet urgency and the benefit, the miracle benefit of a vegetarian solution to save the earth, uh, if all of them would extend their help by uh, being an example and spread out the news, then uh, it would be quicker and more hopeful. And above all, if the governments make it uh, a policy to inform the public and to endorse the vegetarian diet openly, you know, it's become like a trend and to change the bad uh, habit of meat-eating and uh, encourage the new good tradition of vegetarian diet. It will work if the government endorses it. For example, in many countries, as you know it, all the citizens, 99.9% citizens, follow one religion alone or another because that or this religion is recognized as national faith. Thank you. Um, another question that we have for you. Um, recently, Supreme Master Television interviewed Dr. Rajenda Pachui, head of the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change in Wellington in New Zealand at the World Environment Day conference. He once again restated his position that people should cut back on their meat consumption so that we can drastically reduce the effects of global warming. In your opinion, would that uh, alone be enough to have an effect on global warming? And how much would we have to come back on to have the effect for our environment? We have to cut back our meat consumption and dairy product, at least. You know, and everything else concerning animal product, like leather and all kind of things. Or two-thirds of the population must cut back on animals' products. You know, be vegan then we have at least the minimum positive good energy to counterbalance the negative dark impact right now on our planet. Everything else will then uh, move along in a more beneficial direction. Thank you. Thank you, Supreme Master. Supreme Master, this month um, in August in Ireland, there was a salmonella scare uh, and there was a nationwide recall of meat products from one of the country's biggest sandwich chains. In fact, these recalls seem to be coming more and more frequent. We read about them almost every day. Somewhere in the world, meat is being recalled due to E. coli or salmonella poisoning or some other disease. It seems that if we eat meat, it's not only affecting the environment, but we're actually taking risks with our own health. Why do you feel that we're seeing more and more of these recalls? Well, madam, uh, clearly it is a warning sign, huh? As heaven's last resource to sound an alarming bells, we must listen. And now, the animals, they are also trying to help waking up human race by sacrificing their lives. Anyone who can communicate with the animals by telepathy would uh, confirm my view on this. Now please, if anyone is listening, we must stop all act of harming and killing, hurting humans or other species. Stop damaging the environment and live simple life, as simple as possible, according to our resources. More in tune 
with nature, live and let all live so that our lives may be spared and blessed with happiness. Thank you. Thank you. Supreme Master, actually, we have had actually um, a number of animal communicators on our show and they've said the very same thing. Yes, wonderful. Thank you so much. Please thank them for me. I will, will, of course. Supreme Master, apart from the increasing incidence of recalled meat, there's also more and more reports coming out about other diseases that animals have that have been found in the meat and how these animals' diseases can affect our own health. For example, just this year, the American Society for Microbiology reported that people with Crohn's disease are sevenfold more likely to have in their gut tissues the bacterium that causes a digestive tract disease in cattle's called Johns. This disease is a severe and fatal bacterial infection that strikes cattle, sheep and other livestock. With this new information coming to light and with all the other risks associated with the consumption of meat, from just the point of view of our own health on the individual level, it seems as if we're taking our life into our hands each time that we eat meat. How bad is meat for our health? Oh, madam, very, very bad. Every time we eat meat, we're shortening our lives and inflicting suffering to ourselves. I could read just a few uh, examples, if you allow me, if our time is allowed. Yeah, we've got time. We have countless diseases relating to meat. This is some example. High blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, stroke, Parkinson's disease, bladder cancer, colon cancer, prostate and ovarian cancer, lung, skin and kidney cancer, breast cancer, blue tongue disease, E. coli, salmonella, bird flu, mad cow, pig disease, shellfish poisoning, listerosis, preeclampsia, Campylobacter, etc., etc., and over 17 million lives lost globally each year for heart disease. In the United States alone, it costs 1 trillion US dollars per year for cardiovascular disease. And over 1 million new people affected by colon cancer each year. More than 600,000 colon cancer related deaths annually. In the United States alone, colon cancer treatment costs 6.5 billion. One millions of people are newly diagnosed with the meat-related cancers every year. 246 million people affected with diabetes. An estimate 174 billion spend each year on treatment. And, you know, obesity, 1.6 billion overweight people. And 400 million more obese people and cost 93 billion each year for medical expenses. In the United States alone, at least 2.6 million people die annually from problems related to overweight, etc., etc. And we use up 70% of clean water, pollute most of the water bodies, deforest the lungs of the earth, use up 90% of world cereals, cause world hunger and wars, 80% cost of global warming. A lot more, and even milk, cause of breast cancer, prostate cancer, testicular cancer from hormones present in milk. And listerias, Crohn's disease, hormones, and saturated fat lead to osteoporosis, obesity, diabetes, and heart disease, and a higher incidence of multiple cellulosis, classified as major allergen, lactose intolerance, etc., etc., madam. I could go on forever, but uh, I know you don't have time. Thank you. Thank you. The list really is endless. Some of the diseases related to meat consumption and or production. Swine flu. Ebola reston virus. Cured meats and fish increase leukemia risk in children. Antibiotic-resistant superbug infections from a strain of Staphylococcus aureus. Blue tongue disease. E. coli. Salmonella. 
bird flu, mad cow disease or Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, 90% of the population at risk, pig's disease or PMWS, listeriosis, shellfish poisoning, preeclampsia, campylobacter, clostridium difficile, diseases hidden in healthy appearing livestock, some of the costs of meat eating, infertility, Eating just one serving of meat per day increases the risk of women's infertility by 32%, with additional meat consumption increasing the risk. Heart disease. Over 17 million lives lost globally each year. Cost of cardiovascular disease is at least 1 trillion US dollars a year. Cancer. Colon rectal cancer. Over 1 million new colon cancer patients diagnosed each year. More than 600,000 colon cancer related mortalities annually. In the United States alone, colon cancer treatment costs about 6.5 billion US dollars. Millions of people are newly diagnosed with other meat related cancers every year. Diabetes. 246 million people are affected worldwide. An estimated 174 billion US dollars spent each year on treatment in just the United States. Obesity. Worldwide, 1.6 billion adults are overweight, with 400 million more who are obese. Costs 93 billion US dollars each year for medical expenses in the United States alone. At least 2.6 million people die annually from problems related to being overweight or obese. Environmental. Use up to 70% of clean water. Pollute most of the water bodies. Deforest the lungs of the earth. Uses up to 43% of the world's cereal. Uses up to 85% of the world's soy. Cause world hunger and wars. 80% cause of global warming. Plus more. Some of the costs of milk consumption. Bacterial microbes, pesticides and enzymes found in cheese derived from the inner stomach linings of other animals. Up to 80% of the calories in cheese are from pure fat. Breast, prostate and testicular cancer from hormones present in milk. Hysteria and Crohn's disease. Hormones and saturated fat leads to osteoporosis, obesity, diabetes and heart disease. Linked to higher incidences of multiple sclerosis. Classified as a major allergen. Lactose intolerance. Plus more. For more urgent information, please visit www.suprememastertv.com forward slash killers. Supreme Master, many people think that we need to eat meat and dairy to have a healthy diet and that the vegetarian and vegan diets is less nutritious. Even some of the greatest athletes of our time, such as Muhammad Ali, Carl Lewis, Martina Navratilova, are vegetarian. Some doctors have been known to encourage their patients to eat meat. We used to be told that we need animal protein to survive, but as we've seen, there's so many reports now that say just the opposite, that meat can cause cancers and many other diseases which you've just listed. But why is there still this misconception that we need meat and animal products in our diet? Why? Because uh, there's not enough uh, information and reverse action taken to correct uh, this misconception. And people are not aware of the true harms and costs of meat, although there are plenty available in the Internet uh, and some scientific and research reports. Most people do not uh, even know about it to even check it out and they uh, have uh, very little time to. It has to be more like prominently endorsed 
through government, through law, through media, it has to become a matter-of-fact way uh, of life to abstain uh, from harmful meat diet and uh, live in the beneficial way of a noble, healthy vegetarian diet. And I could uh, tell you a little bit about vegetarian diet, how beneficial it is. It lowers blood pressure, it lowers cholesterol levels, it reduces type 2 diabetes, it prevents stroke conditions, reverse atherosclerosis, reduce heart disease risk 50%, reduce heart surgery risk 80%, prevent many forms of cancer, stronger immune system, increase life expectancy up to 15 years, higher IQ. We conserve 70% clean water, save up to 70% of the Amazon rainforest from clearance for animal grazing, and it would free up to 3.5 million hectares of land annually. It free up to 760 million tons of grain every year. Half of the world's grain supply, can you imagine it? Consume two-thirds less fossil fuel than those used for meat production. Reduce pollution from untreated animal waste. Maintain clean air. Save 4.5 tons of emission per U.S. household per year. And it will stop 80% global warming. My calculation. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Supreme Master, in relation to world hunger, the United Nations has said that a child still dies of hunger every five seconds, yet 55% of the world's grains and 80% of the world's soya are fed to livestock. There are 860 million people going hungry in the world, and yet the grains fed to livestock is enough to feed 2 billion people. At the same time, each and every second, an area the size of a football field or a tropical rainforest is destroyed to produce just 257 hamburgers. How has it come to this and what can we do about it? Madam, it's been a long time now. So I think in the name of the free world, we exercise our power over many powerless corners of the planet for whatever reason, sometimes beyond my imagination, or for profit and control. Even heaven would shed tears of pity. But how many of us would? The obvious thing to do to correct this is to turn to the vegetarian diet, which consumes far less resources, and we would have more than enough to sustain the whole world population and more surplus than the the rest of what we dream of will follow. When uh, the Earth's atmosphere is saturated with love and peace and kindness, we will have all calmness of mind to think of higher purpose to invent better technology, to be a more enlightened being, worthy of the title Children of God. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Many great thinkers and humanitarians, past and present, have spoken about the benefits of meat-free diet, such as Einstein, Leonardo da Vinci and Edison were vegetarian and spoke out in favour of the vegetarian diet. Albert Einstein actually was a vegetarian. He said, nothing will benefit human health and increase chances of survival for life on Earth as much as the evolution to a vegetarian diet. Why are so many great thinkers and humanitarians vegetarians? And what does this actually tell us about the vegetarian diet in regards to mental health? Well, <laughs> your question answers itself. <laughs> and actually, in England, the British Medical Journal reports that the more smart you are, the more likely you'll be vegetarian. Uh, Chris Kennett, the chief executive of the International High IQ Society, Mensa, 
uh, explained that the smart people consider all aspects of their life very, very carefully. People who think about the ethics of killing animals will naturally choose vegetarianism more often. In a research that follows 8,000 people from birth, scientists discovered that those with an IQ five points above the average had become vegetarian, uh, the latest by the time they were about 30 years old. So, you see, all the thinkers, they are smart too, so of course they are vegetarian. I invite everyone to join the club and prove that you are smart. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it. Supreme Master, in the UK, Prince Charles he recently expressed his concerns about the urgency to fight global warming in the article entitled 18 Months to Stop Climate Change Disaster, published in May 2008 in the Telegraph newspaper in the UK. Would you endorse his concern? Oh, yes, of course, indeed. Uh, His Royal Highness is a very, very responsible and concerned leader. I really, really support and admire him. Uh, If we have more people like him, we can save the world. When His Royal Highness spoke about 18 months, that was long ago. And uh, every day is a long day if we do not stop the global warming. At that time, he was correct. At that time, I also say the same. In similar time frame, I also say the similar things. Like I say, we had only two years, a little bit long before him, a few months before His uh, Royal Highness spoke. And now, because we have uh, propagate the vegetarian diets every corner of the world we can, and with the Supreme Master television and all that, and with new restaurants open everywhere, we have gained more uh, vegetarian members, and thus we have gained some uh, beneficial, good uh, karmic uh, merit. So we have gained more time to change history. Thank you. Thank you. And recently, uh, Grand Supreme Master, you were a guest speaker at an international global warming seminar in Los Angeles, attended by many press and government officials. Um, Our listeners can find out more by going to the website ecofoodprint.org. But do you feel that the conference had a positive influence on the participants and the people who attended the conference or watched it on Supreme Master television? Yes, yes, madam, yes. (laughs) Even as we are speaking right now, I'm sure some people would have turned to become vegetarian. Okay, there were evidences of that. You see, the audiences at that time uh, who were attending... They uh, pledged a vegetarian lifestyle. And uh, many who wrote to the Supreme Master Television uh, that they became vegetarian because of the info from our television. And one rancher viewer even turned vegetarian and stopped stock raising. And she doesn't want to even sell her cattle for fear that they will be killed for meat. So she's keeping them right now, but not selling them anymore and not killing them anymore. Isn't that nice? That is lovely. Lovely, thank you. It's a true story. (laughs) In a recent video seminar in Thailand, you mentioned that the mass killing of 56 billion land animals each year creates negative energy, resulting in dark forces which surround the earth, which in turn cause more frequent and stronger disasters, which we, we were all witness to. As this concept of energy is rather abstract for many people, is there any way we can demonstrate the materialization of positive or negative energy? Well, these are things uh, abstract, of course, but we can somehow demonstrate. In uh, Japan, they have made uh, an experiment with water. Uh, Dr. Masaru Emoto. We've studied his work on this show many, many times, Grand Supreme Master. We're a big fan of his. 
with the frozen crystal form of water. And if uh, you recite the name of a holy person or tape that name of the holy person on the glass of that water, and then uh, when that water crystallizes, it's beautiful form and pure and nice. And if you recite some bad people name or some evil uh, names or some evil thought project into that water or tape some bad people name on it, then the crystallized water of that glass will become very murky and it look very uh, ugly and very uh, strange. So the more positive and purer the energy, the more beautiful frozen water crystal is. Uh, and then if it's surrounded by hatred or pollutants, then the frozen structure is ugly or sometimes cannot be formed even. And uh, in our daily life, we can prove it like if you are in love with uh, each other, even far apart, you feel elated from the love energy. And when you quarrel or hating each other, though even you're not speaking into words or expressing it, there is a heavy air and oppressive cold war, no? And uh, uh, moreover, the magician, uh, black or white, uh, harnessed the mind energies to heal or to harm, even from distance, to uh, target the person that they like to heal or to harm. The priests, they use a prayer's energy to bless or to exercise uh, the possess the person or animals even. We all know this. It's just some example. Thank you. Actually, Supreme Master, I see many Irish people walking around with bottles where they've written positive, positive words on them. Yeah. <laughs> Another question. Um, the biggest challenge facing people, particularly mothers who wish to help their families move on to a, maybe a healthier animal-free diet, is knowing where to start. With so many other things in life to take care of, what advice would you offer mothers to make it easier to change these lifelong habits? Oh, that's right, madam. Yes, I am very sympathetic with the busy people, and not just mother, but people are very busy. But we have to make priority, madam, otherwise it's life and death matter. Uh, we have to make priority. Uh, first, uh, we must know what to cook and where to buy. Uh, get in internet knowledge nowadays is easy or uh, get to, uh, in contact with the vegetarian group and stay with supportive vegetarian people. They will help you. They will teach you how to cook and where to buy things. And uh, they will get you all the possible facts of vegetarian and how good the vegetarian diet is and how harmful the meat diet so that you can convince yourself, your family and your friends so they do not redo your decision and make you regress and pray for heaven's grace. Stay strong in your uh, commitment to compassion and kindness. That is a beginning, and later on it will be very easy. Speaking of children, Grand Supreme Master, I've heard it said that most of our children would choose to be vegetarians if we hadn't encouraged them to eat meat. That's right. Is it healthy for our children to be vegetarian, and will there be enough protein and nutrients? And what age is healthy for our children to become vegan or vegetarian? There's no age for this, madam. From the mother's womb already, it would be the best. In our group, uh, children of our association members are all vegetarian and even from birth already. They're healthy, pinky and active and intelligent. And they're very, very obedient, very cooperative with the parents. They're calm and kind from childhood on. Uh, They will be at the top of physical and mental fitness. People can check uh, on our website for more proof or rewatch our past program on a vegetarian family. 
introduction of family who are vegetarian and the children who are vegetarian a lot on our program. And even in any vegetarian society, they would have it. I check with other vegetarian family, children, etc., etc. Uh, even my dogs are vegan, and they are so strong and healthy. <laughs> and one last question, Master Cheng Hai. Yes. If I'm a listener to this show right now, and... I will say, okay, right now, from now on, I'm not going to eat any more meat. Where should I start? And I know you mentioned a couple of places. In Ireland, huh? You have a Ireland vegetarian society. We do. Yes. And uh, many online websites nowadays, yeah? Health shops and uh, veggie burgers, sausage, even Linda McCartney sausages in Tesco you have, yeah? That's right. Uh, Russia's and so on. And we have cooking shows uh, almost daily on Supreme Master Television. And we have all the free to download, free of charge, free of obligation. Fantastic, delicious, international, from all corners of the world, from the jungle of Africa to the Great War in China. We have all the, you know, exotic and beautiful international vegetarian uh, menu for you to download anytime. You can make two, three books out of them and cook uh, them every day. Uh, it's on SupremeMasterTV.com and it's free of charge, free every time, anytime you want to download anything from it, not just the vegetarian diet and vegetarian uh, menu. Everything is free from that television, and we don't even have commercial, so you can watch them always free. <laughs> uh, just to finish off, uh, we've some good news, Supreme Master Ching Hai. All new homes built in Ireland from uh, 2013, um, well, according to the Environmental Minister John Gormley, will have to be carbon neutral and emit no harmful greenhouse gases using solar panels, wind turbines, and triple glaze windows. I thought that would, might make you smile. Wow. Big time smile, yes. <laughs> so good of Ireland and her people. God bless you so much. God bless your country. Even uh, Ireland was the first country in the northern hemisphere, even first one in Europe, to ban smoking. Yes. They just support the government even. Nobody complained. Wonderful. And they even were happy. And many people say that since the ban came into effect, they even stopped smoking. It helps them too. Bravo, bravo. I love Ireland. <laughs> Supreme Master, just another quick one. It's um, no secret about your love of animals, especially, you know, the animals or your pets that you have. Um, do you encourage them to eat vegetarian? Yes, they are all vegetarian, madam. Including your dogs? Including my dogs, my birds. They don't even eat anything that's not vegetarian. Even one time when I first adopted my one of my dogs, he's Poodle, yeah? Uh-huh. And he was sick from head to toe, and even after a few months, he still had lingering sickness. And we brought him to the vet, you know, and he had to stay there for a while to check up and all that. And the vet gave him something with meat, yeah? even though we told him already. And then he doesn't eat. And so we have to give him vegetarian food, then he eats. And now uh, in the market, sometimes they uh, imitate fish or seafood. Yes. Yeah. And they imitate it so well that the smell is just like fish, very stinking, and I could not eat it. So I thought, okay, never mind. I'm as picky. I'm not used to But my dogs surely will eat it, no problem. I give to my dogs, they just smell it, and they left. They don't eat. <laughs> when Supreme Master, I had a dog, because you mentioned your poodle. I had a Samoyed who was literally was my best friend. And she became very, very ill. Um, I have to be honest and say I did feed her meat in her early years. And she got cancer twice. And I think at one time we were told she was only going to last the maximum a month. 
So I totally, I, I went and did my research and I found out, you know, where the cancer was coming from. And I totally redid her diet from uh, meat, uh, took it out completely and moved over to vegetables and a lot of herbs and especially a lot of healing herbs. And she lasted almost 18 months longer than she should have done. And so I now I've got other dogs and I don't give them meat. Wow. Yes. It happens also to people. Many people are sick already and or cancer even, not all form, but many form of cancer. When they turn to vegetarian diet, they just cure completely without medicine. Because we are eating harmful substance, and of course it harms our body, but if we change from poison to nutrition, then of course our body heals. Same with dogs, eh? And your other dogs are okay now? Oh, my other ones are fine. Uh, she did pass away, uh, but I had her a long time. She lived a lot longer than we expected. She I was. Bless her. <laughs> and you have how many of other dog now? I have two. Two? Yeah, two puppies. Bless you so much. Supreme Master, we are totally honoured for you um, coming on earth this evening. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. The salmon, I think, wants to say... Something. I just want to say thank you very, very much. Um, you have a recent <coughs> convert there, You certainly Master have Chang a con- convert, and I am very difficult to uh, convince, but I, I watch a lot of your uh, programme, and I watch some of the scientific... Uh, programs you had, uh, your TV and I think that I'm convinced I'm, I'm, as I said I'm a difficult one to convince and I really really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us tonight Oh I love you for that <laughs> Bless you and your work Bless you <laughs> Bless you and your radio work <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you very very, very much, much and hopefully we'll talk, talk again sometime soon Thank you and your, all your loved ones be blessed Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much Thank you once again So long love So long love We've had numerous texts regarding Supreme Master Ching Hai, who we just had on. I'm going to read you this one. It said, I just wanted to express my deepest gratitude for interviewing the Supreme Master Ching Hai. The subjects that were discussed are vital to the survival of our beautiful planet and all its precious cohabitants. And it makes me so happy that a station such as yours aired such an insightful program. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From Starlight. Well, the pleasure was ours, um, as I'm sure any of you that um, was listening to Grand Supreme Master, she really does have the most beautiful energy. In fact, here's another one. I heard your radio online broadcasting live interview that you have with Supreme Master. I found it educational and enchanting. I love Supreme Master Cheng Hai's conversation. You should interview her more. I agree. It was her first time, and yes, we do hope to have her. There's tons and tons and tons of emails and texts. It's just unreal. If you want to find out more about uh, Supreme Master Ching Hai's work, you can just go on to www.suprememastertv.com. So that's the channel that's aired 24 hours a day um, that Supreme Master was talking about. Or you can go on Sky Channel 835. very welcome to Sunday Night with Louise Kings and the Salman East Coast FM's Holistical, Spiritual, Cultural and World Event Show. I'm your host, Louise Kings. And I'm the Salman. And tonight we are extremely honoured again to interview Grand Supreme Master Chang Hai. And the last time we spoke to her, we were discussing the adverse effects of meat eating to both our planet and ourselves and some of the ways that we could help our planet. And tonight she joins us to talk about our oceans and the seas and some of the things that we're going to be discussing will be the coral reefs, contaminants in our fish, and some of the effects of overfishing. 
So we're asking you to be interactive with us tonight. Let us know your thoughts, your comments or your questions. So, uh, we were very honoured to talk to Supreme Master uh, Ching Hai, which we do have online live. Hello, good evening. Good evening, Hello, Louis Supreme and Master. the Sandman. Hi. Hello. How it's are great you? to talk to you again. You're very, very welcome to the show. And we're uh, sitting here with bated breath with all your new knowledge or old knowledge uh, about uh, saving the earth. Well, we're going to give her a little bit of feedback from the first show that we did three months ago. Wow. Uh, let me tell you that um, since uh, I spoke to you last, I have gone completely vegetarian. And so much so that I, I cannot even go near a supermarket that has um, um, any meat displayed at all. And it has made such a great change in my life. I do believe it was probably something that was inside, somewhere inside my psyche or somewhere inside that I just newly discovered and now uh, I am just completely against uh, meat eating. Wow. Well, we've had plenty of other feedback, uh, Supreme Master, that's been really, really heartwarming from wow. young children that we've spoken to since the show where they've been talking to their parents about becoming vegetarians, so much so it's even gone as far as going into some schools where they've held some vegetarian cooking days and things. So it's just been fantastic. Um, and aside from that, other people have said they've cut right back down on meat and that they, they plan to kind of phase it out. Uh, for us, it was easy for us to cut it out. But in the three months since we've spoken to you, I mean, the results that we've seen in ourselves has, not just from a physical point of view, but also, I think, from a spiritual point of view, has been fantastic. And certainly something I would highly recommend to all. Wow. <laughs> well, uh, long may it continue. Yes, well, I have to say, Supreme Master, my hair is in better condition since I've become vegetarian. Truly? Yeah, definitely, and my nails. Wow. Hair and nails and skin, definitely a huge improvement. <laughs> yes, beautiful you are. <laughs> You're beautiful altogether. You too. Supreme Master, Ireland, as you know, is surrounded by the sea, so I think it's appropriate to start off by taking a look at the wonderful part of our ecosystem and the perilous state that it's in. Um, if we start off with the ocean dead zones, researchers at the University of Gothenburg in Sweden have discovered 20 dead zones around the Irish coastline and 400 worldwide. If global dead zones were combined, they would equal New Zealand in size. Scientists mainly blame fertilizer and other farm runoff, sewage and fossil fuel burning. But Robert J. Diaz, professor of the marine science of University of Gothenburg, said that we could end up with no crabs, no shrimp and no fish. How important is the sea to human survival? Well, it is as important as the, the forest to us, yes, and the water. Uh, according to research, 50% of our Earth's oxygen is uh, provided by microscopic uh, sea plants. 50%, huh? And now the dead zones in the ocean kept spreading and increasing around the globe. Some were even there for many years, but we have just found them recently. So they cover at least like 95,000 square miles for the one that we have discovered. With more not yet discovered even. The pollution from fertilizers, sewage and fossil burning fuel are to blame according to scientists. But uh, even uh, a cage farming for salmon also caused uh, dead zones 
you know, as in the Big Glory Bay in New Zealand, they have discovered that uh, it's also been a death zone because of the Cajun salmon farming. So the area has begun to recover after the salmon cages were removed. So according to research and doc- documented by Dias and uh, Rosenberg of Swedish uh, Gothenburg University, we will provide you some websites for further info. Uh, right now, I, it's too much to read here, okay? We send it to you. Fantastic. Actually, there's a very interesting way of looking at it, um, that the, uh, the sea is like our forest, our, our underwater forest. I've never really looked at it that way. Um, but if we talk about like the, the coral uh, reefs, um, Alex Rogers from the Zoological Society of London, writing in the Journal of Science, said that an astonishing 33% of the world's reef-building corals face extinction, extinction, mainly because of overfishing and coastal development. Um, and pollution with another 50% hanging in the balance. Um, And also a report from the World Resources Institute in 1998 suggested that 60% of the world's coral reefs are threatened by human activity. What would the effects if the coral reefs disappeared, and what can we do to prevent this from happening? What would be the effect? Whatever is created there are good for us. Now, the coral reefs are there for some reason. See, there are many factors that affect coral reefs, like uh, coastal developments, water pollution, change in uh, seawater temperature uh, because of global warming. So global warming is the greatest threat as it causes coral bleaching or when temperature gets too high. And uh, the coral's important uh, symbiotic uh, algae, algae is uh, lost. And... Uh, exposes their white skeleton, and that's the sign of death for the coral colony. As they are sensitive to the environment, extremely slow in growing as well, Uh, some say that they grow only 30 centimeters in 1,000 years, and they need special conditions to survive. Therefore, some scientists predict that most of the coral reefs could disappear in the near future if global warming increases. A scary 10% loss just in the last four years alone. Coral reefs are just like uh, the forest on land. They are the protectors of uh, 100-plus countries, coastlines against storm surges and hurricanes. They are the protectors. And they are also the supporters of over 25% of all marine species. They are the medical treasure, which is used in uh, many medicines like antihistamines, uh, antibiotic, treating for asthma, heart disease even, etc., etc. And plus, more than 50% of new cancer drug research relies on marine organisms. So you see how important it is. And there are many more things that we have not discovered about the benefit of coral reef and marine life. So we really do need to do what we can to protect them. Yes, we have to stop global warming, that's what. If we were to look at contaminants in in fish, uh, Supreme Master, uh, dolphin meat sold in Japan has high levels of mercury, 
methylmercury, DDT and PCBs. One or more of these contaminants pollute almost all of the dolphin meat for sale in Japan, with one sample having more than 1,600 times the maximum permitted amount of mercury. I can't believe that people are not being informed of the levels of mercury in fish on food packaging as it's even being sold to pregnant women. Master Chenghai, do you feel that government should do more to inform, to inform people of these issues? Yes, definitely. The European Union's Food Safety Agency has warned pregnant women uh, to limit swordfish and tuna intake due to their high mercury levels which can cause, you know, brain damage in unborn babies. The United States Environmental Agency also issued a, a similar warning. It is estimated one in eight American women of childbearing age has dangerous levels of mercury in their blood. Fifteen percent of babies in the United States in 2000 were exposed to fatally high levels of mercury according to research conducted by an international team of scientists in Japan in 1999. Dolphin meat is reported to be uh, also even disguised often as whale meat and is uh, mostly contaminated. More than 91% of dolphin and whale samples tested exceed one or two pollutants. Other research shows similar results that the dolphin meats are dangerous to mother and fetus. And if mother breastfeeding the child after consuming dolphin meat, then uh, the child also uh, encounter a danger. Some new research as well, um, Supreme Master, is that the mercury levels um, can actually affect fertility too. Some Japanese scientists, you know, the one who involved in this uh, Japanese uh, project, stated that these products should be taken off the shelves immediately. And uh, Dr. Palumbi of Harvard University gave the same advice to the Japanese government that they should ban dolphin uh, fishing and they should ban dolphin meat selling in the market. Speaking of uh, fishing, uh, Supreme Master, uh, I think we'll move on to the overfishing as fishing fleets expanded through the late 1980s and as fish finding um, and harvesting technologies became more efficient. Uh, the world's fishers have systematically gone after their catch at greater depths and in more remote uh, waters. Over the f- past 50 years, the number of large predatory fish in the oceans has dropped by a startling 90%. And according to the UN Food and Agricultural Organization, the 4 million vessels scouring the world's waters are at or exceeding the sustainable um, yields of three quarters of all oceanic fisheries. Master Chenghai, if we keep on this path, there will be nothing left in, in the sea. How can we stop this nonsensical destruction uh, of the only sea that we have? We have to stop it somehow. I mean, just stop the fishing. The government has to forbid fishing because it's too important to our survival to delay any further. Not only is there overfishing and depleting of the marine life, but there's also side killing. You know, like uh, when the commercial longliners go fishing, they normally uh, target swordfish, but then they're killing tens of thousands of sea turtles, you know, by the way. 
and hundreds of thousands of seabirds and millions of sharks every year. This accidental killing is about 25% extra of our global catch. In the New York Times on November 2006, there's an article say a global collapse of fish species. We read, uh, like uh, experts predicted, that in, uh, in its uh, present pace, more and more species will vanish and the global marine ecosystem will collapse, possibly in mid-century. There's more to this research. Uh, please uh, refer to the website that we will provide for further reference. To stop this destructive practice of fishing, uh, the solution is vegetarian diet. No fishy stuff in our meals. The sea offers us plenty of better food choices. Wide varieties of super healthy and nutritious sea plants. We can even live on it forever. We must protect a living and healthy sea as it relates to our living and healthy self. I think we cannot live without the sea. Okay, summer, imagine, you have no beach to go. Just to think about that. If the sea is polluted and dead in some way, where would you go? So true. Um, Supreme Master Chenga, as uh, recent converts, um, both myself and the salmon, we'd like to talk a little bit about health and the vegetarian diet, as you just mentioned. You mean in the uh, nutritional value? Yes. You see... Uh, we can always be assured that uh, this uh, peaceful diet is more than sound and for all-round healthy and intelligent life. Evidences are plenty, you know, from all aspects, physically, mentally, emotionally. Here is some excerpt from the physician paper on vegetarian diets, published in the Journal of the American Dietic Association, June uh, 2003. It is said, it is the position of American Dietic uh, Association and Dietitians of Canada that appropriately planned vegetarian diets are healthful, nutritionally adequate, and provide health benefits in the prevention and treatment of certain diseases. Vegetarians have lower body mass indices than non-vegetarian lower rates of death from heart disease, lower blood cholesterol, lower blood pressure, lower rates of hypertension, as well as type 2 diabetes, prostate and colon cancer even. Vegetarian diets offer lots of nutritional benefits, including high levels of fiber, magnesium, potassium, uh, folate and antioxidants, etc., etc. A vegetarian or vegan diet can meet all current recommendations of vital nutrients. Thus, the well-planned vegetarian and vegan diets are appropriate for all stages of life, including pregnancy, lactation, infancy, childhood, and adolescence. Excellent. We'll we'll post that up on our own website for listeners to uh, to check out. It kind of leads on to the, to the next per, uh, question, Supreme Master, that many people are concerned that they won't be able to meet their nutritional needs on a plant-based vegan or vegetarian diet. 
How can we be assured that a vegetarian or vegan diet is sound? I think we have covered that, uh, by the way. Anyway, nowadays we can always go onto all kind of uh, nutritional website or medical website in order to find out more detail and more convincing evidences about the fantastic, healthy and uh, nutritious vegetarian diet. There's no more doubt nowadays. We can always verify with all kind of experts and uh, all kind of uh, scientific evidences all point out that vegetarian diet is the best, the one and only that should be for human, at least for human. Well, Supreme Master, if we look at obesity, experts are predicting that Ireland is on the verge of an obesity crisis. Uh, Since 1990, the rate of obesity in women increased from 13 to 16 percent, and men increased from 8 percent to 20 percent. Obesity and related issues cost the U.S. economy an estimated $100 billion per year, and Northern Ireland $500 million uh, per year. How effective is a vegan diet in addressing obesity? Yeah, how effective. (laughs) Look at me. (laughs) (laughs) And look at many of our association members. They all look very uh, nicely proportionate and, uh, you know, healthy. And none of us are are very uh, overweight at all. Even uh, the one who just uh, began vegetarian diet not long ago, they begin to balance their weight very soon afterward, yeah? And uh, according to... The American Dietic Association and Dietitians of Canada, again, they review 20 scientific studies concerning vegetarian and vegan diets and concluded that vegetarians were much less likely to suffer obesity than the meat eaters. And throughout research and experiments, uh, some of the doctors like uh, Dr. Dean Ornish, uh, MD, and Dr. Furman confirm that a well-balanced a plant-based diets are highly successful in taking weight off and even keep it off. Because you know sometimes people go on diet, they take some weight off and later they gain more because <laughs> they eat more. I've been there, Supreme Master. The psychological pressure on the people who go on diet to take weight off is tremendous. I understand that. They cannot do it. I mean, it's against their nature, you know. So the vegetarian diet can just eat and then you just take your weight off naturally. And uh, they say that it's even better than gastric bypass surgery and also improve health and helps prolong youthful look and vigor. So you can refer to their books like uh, The Honest Diet, uh, Eat to Live, and Eat for Health for more details. And we will provide you, of course, uh, some more uh, website for your listeners. Wonderful. Thank you. Supreme Master Television has broadcast broadcast a few scientists who have stated that if we reduced our methane emissions by eliminating meat and dairy, that it would bring us much faster cooling of the planet than by reducing CO2 emissions. Yes. You heard an interview with Professor Kirk Smith at the University of California at Berkeley in the US, who said reducing methane would buy us critical time um, in the fight against climate change. He also said that livestock were the greatest human-caused source of methane um, and suggest a government tax meet to reduce consumption. Uh, Supreme Master, can you please help us to understand how reducing human-caused methane will cool the planet faster than reducing CO2? Scientifically speaking, methane 
ends its effect much faster than CO2, yeah? And its warming potential is uh, greater than CO2. So if the methane is gone out, then we cool the planet quicker. And the methane dissipates out of the atmosphere in 9 to 15 years, but the CO2 lingers for an estimate range of 40 to 200 years. So because methane goes out faster and heats up the climate more, so if it goes out, then the Earth cools more and quicker compared to CO2 effect. So some intergovernmental panel on climate change scientists say that uh, eliminating livestock farming would be the fastest way to bring down methane and cool the planet. Thus, by in critical time, you know, in the fight against global warming, as they said. So in interview with the Supreme Master TV, Dr. Kirk Smith stated that uh, the uh, CO2 emissions could still be hitting the planet thousand years after they are emitted. Can you imagine? So, if we want to see the cooling of our planet in the next uh, one or two decades, it's more effective to reduce methane first. And because the greatest source of methane on the planet is from livestock, so to be a vegan is the fastest way to reduce methane, thus bring cooling to the planet successfully and fast. We're also going to talk, uh, Supreme Master, uh, about how cancer can be caused by meat. Um, leading researcher Dr. Ajit Varki, MD at the University of California, San Diego School of Medicine, again in the United States, has shown that the consumption of meat and milk products could contribute to the increased risk of cancerous tumours. Um, having said this, there are many that feel unclear regarding how much animal protein or calcium uh, for milk they need for a proper balanced diet. So these foods most people think of us as being necessary to keep us healthy are actually foods that are making us ill. Yes, ma'am. Sadly, meat and milk are supposed to be good for us, but they're not. Uh, their consumption is responsible for so many fatalities. Here are some examples, like heart disease. Over 17 million lives lost globally each year. Cost of cardiovascular disease, at least 1 trillion US dollars each year. And cancer, 1 million new colon cancer patients each year at least, and more than 600,000 colon cancer-related deaths each year. It cost the United States 6.5 billion U.S. dollars each year. Millions are newly diagnosed with uh, other meat-related cancers every year. And diabetes. 246 million people affected worldwide with an estimated 174 billion U.S. dollars in treatment annually. Harvard University found that the young woman who eat meat regularly increase the risk of breast cancer. The more red meat consumption, the greater the risk. Uh, we will give you a website for more uh, information uh, so you can read to your listeners. That's wonderful. Thank you very much. Some of the benefits of a vegetarian diet lowers blood pressure, lowers cholesterol levels, reduces type 2 diabetes, prevents stroke conditions, 
reverses atherosclerosis, reduces heart disease risk 50%, reduces heart surgery risk 80%, prevents many forms of cancer, stronger immune system, increases life expectancy up to 15 years, higher IQ, saves 70% of the total cost of 40 trillion US dollars for reducing global warming, uses 4.5 times less land to grow food, conserves up to 70% clean water, saves 80% of the cleared Amazonian rainforest from animal grazing, a solution for world hunger, free up 3.4 billion hectares of land, free up 760 million tons of grain every year, half the world's grain supply, consumes one-third fossil fuels of those used for meat production, reduces pollution from untreated animal waste, maintains cleaner air, saves 4.5 tons of emissions per U.S. household per year, stop 80% of global warming, Plus more. Save your life. Be veg. Go green. Just to, to mention also, uh, Supreme Master, that about six months ago I had a health check, and in the last three months, like I've been totally vegetarian, and I actually had a health check today. I didn't have a plan, but it just the way it worked out. And um, let's just say my, my doctor was a little bit baffled at my recovery rate. A lot of mine was to do with internal organs. Um, quite shocked and asked me what was I taking and it wasn't what I was taking is what I took out of my diet that made um, a huge difference oh I'm proud of you thank congratulations you. <laughs> thank you um, if we talk a little about eating locally versus eating vegan products to reduce emissions Ireland's food minister Trevor Sargent um, has called upon shoppers to buy locally grown produce to reduce emissions and support our local communities while other groups have also pointed out that the meat, including fish, eggs and dairy products, are also locally grown produce. Supreme Master, how effective is it to eat a vegan or vegetarian diet relative to locally grown and raised produce and animal products to lower emissions? According to some reference I have at hand, a study by Carnegie Mellon University in USA, only 11% of emissions come from transportation, and animal products stand for 58% of the emissions in the American diet. So by being vegan, even one day a week, the emissions saved would be more than eating locally all year long. Uh, of course, we have some more website for you to get to your listeners, because I'm afraid we don't have enough time, so I don't read all that. <laughs> we'll have to have you back on, Supreme Master. Yes. Do you think, though, Supreme Master, that would most of our children have been vegetarians if we hadn't encouraged them to eat meat? Of course. Have you seen many kids who keep uh, spitting out their food while you're feeding them? <laughs> or when the mother feeding them, they keep spitting it out. Uh, definitely, if we have not encouraged them to have meat, then they would have never gone onto that diet. This is all a question of habit. You see, right from the beginning of the fetus life, the baby has already tried to help the mother to kick out all the toxic elements from her body, hence the morning sickness, etc. Even when the mother-to-be just happens to smell the odor of fish, according to many mothers, the odor of fish, she normally had no reaction before. Before the pregnancy, she would have no problem smelling it or eating it. But when she's pregnant, she begins to vomit just to smell the fish. 
So, and you witness, you know, the infants try to spit out meaty stuff, yeah? That is forced onto them. But then later they became habitually fed and forced to be accustomed to meat diet, you know, till adulthood. Because everybody told mother that uh, meat is good, uh, you know, fish is good for the child. So for the love of the child, she fed them the meat diet. It's a pity, you know, because for most of us, we have been forced into this unhealthy, unloving diet this way. All the children have been forced into this, so we have to change all this because we know now it's no good. I don't have uh, children, Supreme Master, but I have dogs and I have cats. And I think I spoke to you the last time um, about some of the, the dangers in the food, especially in animal products um, or animal pet food. Do you think that, and we could say the same for our pets, as you just mentioned for our children, that you know they don't automatically need meat to grow or to survive? Of course, your pet don't need meat to survive because uh, even my pets, they're all vegetarian, you know? So, actually, a vegetarian diet is good not just for humans, but for all the animals. I'm going to move on to vegetarianism. Recently, Supreme Master Television interviewed veterinarian and scientist Andrew Knight. Um, Andrew stated that most of the diseases that our beloved pets, including cats and dogs, get, uh, come from the animal-based foods they're being fed, and that a vegan diet um, is the best diet to keep your pets healthy. Um, he also stated that one survey found that 40% of human-grade fish and bacterial counts for more than 500 million per gram, which was the definition of spoiled, and another 30% had bacterial counts in excess of 10 million per gram, which is the definition of rotten. This was human-grade fish. The fish that goes into the commercial cat and dog food is obviously of a much worse quality. Master Qinghai, I know you feed your pets a vegan diet that we just mentioned um, but you would state that they're healthy. Yes, definitely. <laughs> they're very, very healthy. <laughs> you can view them on the DVD called The Dogs and the Birds in My Life to prove it. <laughs> They've been for years now on a vegan diet. <laughs> this uh, DVD is a spontaneous recording of my pet, you know, my assistant. They did record them, you know, spontaneously. Uh, or you can see them in my books, the dogs in my life and the birds in my life. They are all vegan. And sometimes during my cooking show on Sunday, you can see them also running around and they are in their old age even. <laughs> but <laughs> you see them, they are very strong and healthy like a puppy. Yes. And you also feed your dogs a vegetarian diet, right? You know how it works. I do now, Supreme Master, because I, I, I spoke to you before about my, my first dog, who was my best friend, um, unfortunately, she got um, cancer. That's when I started doing my own research about meat and about food and about the food and the quality of food that I was giving her. I thought I was giving her the best, um, but it turned out I wasn't. And the tumours that were growing, um, they were growing really, really aggressively. So through research, I started to realise it was linked to her food. So I drastically changed her diet. I made her completely vegan, um, but I also treated her with various different herbs and um, other homegrown stuff and uh, she went on to live it a year longer than we were told that she was going to because we were able to sort of reduce the tumours rather than increase them with her food. If it wasn't just even reducing the tumour but her quality of life, her, she made a dramatic recovery in some ways because she had terrible joint pain prior to this, leg pain, joint pains and I saw a massive difference in that. So obviously I don't want to do the same to my next pet so um, they're all on vegan. Yes. It's good. If your listeners would like more information to 
put their loving pets on a safe and healthy vegan diet. Uh, you can log on to Andrew Knight's website like www.vegapets.info and you can also download Andrew's show from uh, Supreme Master Television website, suprememastertv.com. And there are many other websites uh, concerning uh, vegetarian diet, a vegan diet for pets. Uh, we are very safe if we give them vegan diet. Your pets will be healthy, strong, and problem-free. Of course, they won't live forever, and no one does, but at least well, as long as they live, they are pain-free, healthy, you know, <laughs> vigorous, happy, lively. I can tell you that from my own experience, because all my pets are vegan. Wonderful. And um, we're going to load up links to those websites off our own because I think that's incredibly um, interesting and important. But pretty much we move on to environmental refugees. Um, a recent report by the aid agency Tear Fund estimated there are currently 25 million environmental refugees, which is more than 22 million officially recognised political and economic refugees. And according to Dr. Um, Janice Bogardy, Director of the Institute for Environment and Human Security at the United Nations University in Bonn, um, environmental deterioration currently displaces up to 10 million people per year. Um, and they're expected to be 50 million environmental refugees by 2010. Um, however, international conventions do not recognise environmental refugees such they do not have the same rights uh, to financial and material support. What can we do to help the environmental refugees? What can we do? They are refugees, definitely. Because if we don't have global warming, then uh, no one would be a climate refugee, would they? So no one would like to be a refugee in this case. So now first, we can help them to get back on their feet. The one who has uh, mean and power, yes. We must consider their refugee status legally because they are refugees by all means. And by stopping global warming, we can help to reduce these refugees' issues. Uh, I ask everyone from the governments to the citizens to please imagine if that were yourself in the refugee situation, experiencing all these troubles, insecurities, hunger, lacking all comfort, humiliation, undignified situation, uncertain of the morals of your future and the future of your helpless children. Just imagine it. Then try to solve this tragedy by helping in whatever way we can. And above all, and most urgently of all, be veg. Go green. To save the planet, to prevent such trauma and to build a bright future for the world for our co-citizen. It seems quite clear with the FAO uh, Livestock's Long Shadow report that humankind can no longer continue its present course with the consumption of animal products. The facts are there for us all to see. How can people get to see and research the findings of the FAO? Do the general public have direct access to this information? Yes, we can. We can go to uh, fao.org and also suprememastertv.com, and I'm sure there are many more, to download uh, reports. Uh, the FAO also estimates that uh, an annual funding 
increase of 24 billion U.S. dollars to ease the world hunger will be repaid fivefold in increased productivity and income in return. And according to UNICEF, every 2.3 seconds a child dies from malnutrition, while 90% of the world's soil and 50% of the world's grain and 85% of the world's corn are fed to livestock, and they keep breeding more and more. 25,000 people are killed by hunger every day, more than war and AIDS and other disease combined. It's very sad. It's very sad, madam, very sad. We have to change. We have to change this uh, lifestyle of our world. We have to change. Otherwise, we're not human beings. We have to have compassion for others. Primas, we never have a long enough to speak with you. But just quickly, I'm just going to move to bees. Yes. Um, in order for us to have fruits and vegetables, uh, the plants, crops and flowers must be pollinated. Uh, without bees, 80% of fruits and vegetables will disappear. Uh, recently, the bee population have been reduced dramatically across the US and Europe. Um, what do you think is the cause of this and what can we do to keep our bee population alive and healthy? By using organic farming and eating organic food, we will help the bee population. It's reported that there are several causes for the bee's decline, like genetically modified crops, chemical pesticides, and other spray substances for plants. Climate changes also affect the environmentally sensitive and fragile bees. A uh, reference can be found from the recent German journal, uh, Der Spiegel. Also, uh, there's a report by Dr. Ricarda Steinbrecher, the scientist of uh, Pesticide Action Network Asia and the Pacific, and the director of uh, Econexus UK, all from the Soy Association UK. The pesticides uh, neonicotinoids are banned by some EU countries and may be banned throughout the EU in the near future by vote to protect public safety and wildlife from these dangerous chemicals. As uh, Peter Melchett, director of the Soy Association, stated. Thank you again. Over to you, Simon. Yes, um, Supreme Master, thank you for that. I just have a couple of questions here, and we're talking about the planet, and we're talking about uh, the future, and we're talking about the serious condition our world is in in so many levels. Uh, it seems that the, the vegan diet can solve most of the world's eco and health issues uh, to both humans and uh, our fellow beings. But the Union of Concerned Scientists, some 1,700 of the world's leading scientists, including the majority of the Nobel laureates uh, in the science, uh, gave the following warning as far back as 1992. And I know we spoke about this before, but I, I, I'll read it out again. And these are the world-renowned scientists. And my question is, really, why don't we listen to these people? This is what they say, and this is in 1992. We, the undersigned, senior members of the world scientific community, hereby warn all humanity of what lies ahead. A great change in our stewardship of the earth and the life on it is required. 
if vast human misery is to be avoided and our global home on this planet is to be irrevocably mutilated. Uh, scientists issued this warning hope that their message is, uh, reaches and affects many, many people. Master Cheng Hai, what advice can you give to our listeners and to the world? Yeah, follow the scientists and heed their warning. You see uh, why so many great thinkers and scientists, uh, even Einstein, Leonardo da Vinci, Edison and George Bernardo, they are vegetarians because they are smart, yes? And so we have to hit the present scientist's warning now. And I, I plead with all the world people, please hit their advice. Choose a life and earth-saving vegan diet. Do good deeds and help those in need. Protect animals and environment. And pray that all will hit the scientist's wise counsel and turn to a benevolent life courses, which will in turn offer a benevolent life on earth. Thank you. Thank you. Green Master, we just really want to say thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your passion. Uh, we received the award for Shining World uh, Compassion and uh, we're both very, very humble and very, very honoured to receive this. So thank you. Yes, you deserve you. it. Greatly. You deserve more than that. <laughs> I wish you the best in your endeavours and your health. I wish Ireland all the best, prosperity, peace and happiness to your people. And to you. We hope to talk to you again soon, Supreme Master. So long for now. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless. God bless you for your noble work. God bless you. I just want to say a very, very big thank you to Grand Supreme Master Ching Hai for talking to us. Um, it's always a fascinating uh, conversation that we have, have with her, but it's never long enough. Um, and tonight, even though that she was live from another country, we were actually able to see her, um, which was truly, truly amazing. But one of the things that we didn't get to uh, say that I wanted to finish off, which was actually a bit of good news um, that we wanted to say to Master Ching Hai, if she was still listening, is that the Irish Minister for Food and Horticulture, Trevor Sargent, sent a letter to all farmers in Ireland encouraging them to go organic and informing them of the benefits of going organic. He let the farmers know of the different organic colleges available and of the EU and Irish government grants open to farmers. So hopefully that will move on to very, very positive things.